BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Safety Third Podcast. Are we supposed to all say one of those things that sound like a thing <laughs> no, that was I mean, going to be divided? This is a podcast, them. and there's not very much cutting except for all the horrible things we say. So we can, we can literally just start over and leave the beginning in and do a new one. Welcome <laughs> to, to the Safety. safety. <laughs> Welcome to the Safety Third Podcast. I am your host. <laughs> And you I guess if we this all say the editor the can fix thing. this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what if we say it out of order and make the editor put it in the right order? Welcome to the Safety Third Podcast. Oh, crap. <laughs> I love the idea that we come up with all these cool editing things and we never watch the episode. So they literally, we have no idea if they get done. It's just I us. do. I watch the endings sometimes. Uh, yeah, for the animations? Yeah. I have seen those. So that's how I know that, that <laughs> sometimes. I've heard that the name animations are really good. I've seen some of them, but not all of them. But I've heard they're all really good. If I was and none editing... of us have been canceled yet. So oh yeah, let's hear yeah, for the editor. Good job, buddy. YouTuber backyard scientist eats a human being. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we we launched the uh, open source tickets and we announced uh, ex- exhibition um, submissions. We've gotten a bunch of submissions, and I I thought it'd be fun to go through some of them. Um, I hope it's good stuff. I hope so, we got some <laughs> like 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 you know classic Maker Fair kind of like you know uh, that sort of maker spirit. I thought we'd get more people messing with us, but I think the CAPTCHA uh, and the, the very long form <laughs> stopped them from doing the that. They couldn't make it past the CAPTCHA. Uh, you know, so here's, like, here's a cool one uh, from a guy named William. He says, I want to set up a booth and play Smash there. That is all. Thank you for consideration. Having a wonder day, wonderful day. Like, I really appreciate that because this is going to be basically like a science fair, right? Like science engineering maker. Yeah. And so having a booth where someone's playing Smash really just is perfect for this venue. It might be more perfect than you think it is. I I think that that could possibly... Are we going to accept that? That could be one of the most popular booths, I think, if we let that one... Go. I say so- that we let, we let the, the comments... Yeah, I actually so we like can put that. a hole okay, in the comments. Okay. Uh, what are you showcasing at your booth? I want to play Smash and maybe let others play with me. I have yet to decide. Also, I have a modded Switch so I can add custom skins. So I might try and add the Safety Third members as me- the me characters. Oh my god. <laughs> and then a simple one-line description of your booth. Want to play video games, kid? <laughs> 
I think I think uh, it's it, I would be I would vote for it, but it has to be GameCube and it has to be on a CRT. <laughs> yeah, I think it's got to be cabled controllers. I think that sort of is if it's too modern and nice, it, it doesn't. It's got to be kind of crappy. Yeah, that means um, no no me's, but I think it's worth it because uh, I. Uh, I have an okay Captain Falcon in Melee. It's been a long oh, time, though. Dude, you kicked my ass when I was over there. That was we played we played Smash Brothers Ultimate though. That's different. A GameCube okay. Melee is a whole nother beast. Everything is is much faster and heavier. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think I might have a chance on GameCube. <laughs> I have a I have a couple friends who are really good, and I just sort of hated playing because you just oh, constantly you just get your ass felt kicked. Bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I say I say that we let the guy come with his Smash Bros, but we put him next to the guy that wants to bring his own DIY like cell phone jammer. And he oh, has to use the, the wireless. No, we controllers. put him next to the Tesla coil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has to go behind the stanchions right next to it. <laughs> All right, he said, "You can give me a six by six foot box in a corner next to the bathrooms. I do not care. I just feel like the people would enjoy some Smash." Can we put him in the bathroom? Is that allowed? Can we make like a bathroom attendant, but it's just a guy playing Smash Brothers? He doesn't do anything for you? And you play while you're waiting in line? Yeah, that would be awesome. Will he be showing anything potentially dangerous? Yes. I might have to register these fists as deadly weapons. I mean, I I, I really have like... The fact that he went through the effort of filling out the form, and I don't know, man. I think that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty inclined... Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sold. Gonna, let's let the comments. We'll see. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think, listeners? Do we give this guy a booth in the bathroom or no? <laughs> so we've got a bunch of questions on. So like after doing the um, safety inspection at BattleBots, which I, I feel like is definitely, I've talked about how ironic it is that William Osman did safety inspection inspection at BattleBots, but um, you know it takes one it takes an idiot to know an idiot, and there's a lot of idiots at BattleBots, and and by idiots I mean. Um, like us, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's like, you know, this probably won't kill anybody. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of probabilities. Yeah. They're mostly just going to hurt themselves, but it's like everyone's sleep deprived. They've done everything last minute. They're making stupid mistakes. It's the same. You know, when you like, you do something, you're like working. It only has to really work once and you do something really bad and you, you just like, you stop and you're like, I'm going to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Like those kinds yeah. of moments where I, you just I, cut your finger off. The, the, the last one I remember, it was actually a while ago, so maybe that's a good sign that I learned to go to bed, is um, I had to change the kind of plug on a LiPo battery, you know, between like an XT6 <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. <laughs> you know LiPo exactly. Yeah, I know so, where this I mean, is going. Easy, right? You take the LiPo, you cut the existing yep. plug off, and then you solder the new one on, yep. except that <laughs> when you cut the plug, the scissors, when you cut them at the same time, completes the, the circuit, time. and the wires weld onto the fucking thing and then the whole thing it's very hot and there's a lot of sparks and then i went to bed lipo molotov cocktail baby yeah. dude that's like that's so oh yeah i think changing lipo terminals might be one of the worst electric like yeah i don't it's not worse than high voltage but it's 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 a it, there's some there's a lot of crossover it's amazing how fast that your brain can like realize what happened like as soon as it occurs you know exactly what you did wrong even though you couldn't comprehend it one second before you instantly realize what happened as soon as you make that that first oh man i have a lot of those i don't have a lot of those dude light bows and the worst thing is i can't even remember them so i'm probably going to do it again (laughs) because they're made out of aluminum wires and it vaporizes and you're inhaling it (laughs) i like when we cut the like extension cord on accident uh, for the power tool racing, like oh, even wall power, yeah. wall power has nothing on cutting lipo <laughs> oh, yeah. leads. Like lipo leads, it, it's got to be because there's like, no circuit breakers. 
of amps or it 10, just keeps going. Amps. It just like it's mm. like unlimited amps. It's insane. Yeah, it'll yeah. push. It'll push. So there's a lot of like that kind of stuff going on when people are like finishing their robots yeah. for these fights. So I kind of like you know for when you have people bringing stuff in, you know, you got to assume that there's a lot of bad stuff. So like some of the mm. questions we came up with, um, like we're not. I feel like we're very kind of yes oriented, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, everything we do is sort of like, you know, we don't say no a whole lot. We just kind of do (laughs) it. The problem is we got a bunch of people in there. I feel like you got to have a general idea of what they're doing. And so we put a bunch Mm -hmm. of questions into this, um, you know, exhibit form that people can fill out. Uh, You know, it's like, what kind of, uh, what kind of batteries are you using? Will you be using (laughs) lithium polymer batteries? Um, you know, how much power does the system use? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm actually really surprised because people have answered them really well. Let's, let's find, um, find something that gets, that's gotten rejected. Do you want the, the one, the first one that has said yes, seriously to the, does your exhibit emit ionizing radiation? Yes. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That sounds, so that's, that's a question. That's, I added that. I added that one. Cause I'm just like, I like, you know, someone's going to do it. Someone's going to do it. Someone's going to have this idea. Um, so most, almost, like literally all of them don't. The Super Smash one says yes. It says uh, <laughs> sometimes these, sometimes these hands just turn fizzle. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're going in the bathroom for sure. Is this on a spreadsheet or is it like its own? It's a, just a, it's thing? a massive spread. Well, it's a spreadsheet, but the spreadsheet is not the main database. It's just dumping to the spreadsheet because it's easy okay. to use. Okay, here we go. This is uh, it's from a guy named Cade. Uh, maybe don't read that out loud. Um, <laughs> I would sh- be showcasing my IEC fusion reactor slash Farnsworth Hirsch reactor. It would be set up to in, to demonstrate mode, so no uh, deuterium gas would be introduced, which allows me to run it safer. I can explain more over email or phone call, as I'm not the best at a quick burst of my thoughts. If the organizers would not want it uh, run, I would have it set up but disconnected from any power and have video recordings of it. That's is this what is that? I don't know. And I, I think this, those are pretty pretty. The safe. thing is, I read something like this, and it's either like more simple than you think, or it's a crazy person, <laughs> or it's gonna like kill everybody. And it's isn't real. isn't Farnsworth the guy's name in Futurama, or was that yes. guy named after a real guy in real I, life? I don't. I don't. I feel like he was probably <laughs> named after a real guy. It's gotta be. Wait. Okay, damn it. So, okay, yeah, is this, is this a real thing or not real thing? No, it's a real thing. Okay, okay. It's kind of like a hobbyist, like, fuse. you know, it's like a fuser. Like, it actually is fusing atoms together. Okay. But you have to, like, supply it with helium-3 or, or, like, heavy or deuterium gas or something like that. I forget oh, exactly what Oh, so it that's is. why he's mentioning deuterium. Deuterium, is it, yeah. Is it just kind of like... I don't know. Is it exciting? Is it just kind of like one of those? No, it's kind of like a, a pretty blue glow inside oh, so it just of this looks like, like giant a giant chamber. Yeah. See, that's that's blue unfortunate because it's. I feel like a lot of this stuff is like, you know, it's kind of scary. Well, not say scary, but like it's a lot of effort and there's a lot of cool stuff going on. But you, there's really like no kind of tangible output other than yeah. A blue isn't glow. blue glow like the worst one in terms of like once you see something glowing blue, you know that that's like pretty radioactive, right? Like the blue glow specifically is like some neutron shit, right? So those definitely do be busting out some x-rays and I think neutron radiation. <laughs> he said, I, so that's, so he said, does your exhibit emit ionizing radiation? Yes and no. It is capable of producing ionizing radiation, but since it is running as a demo, it doesn't produce any detectable radiation, at least with my Geiger. <laughs> oh, I So if he doesn't actually draw a hard vacuum on it, it should be fine. 
probably. Or runs it at lower high voltage. I feel like this is one of those things. Where if you have to ask know. this many questions. Let's put them on the maybe, and if uh, and if if uh, there's if there's enough room, the Smash Bros guy will come in yeah, ahead of him. But get, then if get there's one empty spot left after that, then he'll get in. Yeah. Well, how about we have a Smash Bros match to yeah. see who gets in? <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good way of deciding it. Actually, I really like that. Okay, I think that's the only one that's talked about ionizing radiation. I'm really glad I put that in there though, because I I just like I had a feeling, I had a suspicion. Um, I had, I, you know, you know how it is. People oh yeah, just, people be busting. It's like, what would I, what would yeah. I do in this situation? Yeah, bring my it's DIY, the DIY X-ray CT machine. Scan. Yeah, <laughs> the, made of parts out of an X-ray machine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's smart. <sighs> you know, because there's like cool stuff like the cloud chambers and stuff where you don't need like an actual like real source. Like you can kind of have like. You know. Like one of those little pellets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah those like a are casual cool. source. You play like bananas yeah. or no, I don't know, even cosmic rays and stuff like that. Somebody, mm. somebody bring a cloud chamber. I love them. Yeah, so, somebody. <laughs> I use the cloud chamber as an example because I didn't just want to say like, like X-ray machine kind of thing. It was sort of just like if you're doing anything that sort of involves radiation, just please. You know, just say something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people, people have been really honest. So I really actually do appreciate that. I was worried that. Um, you know, because I, I don't know. I don't know. People, they've been answering the form. I feel like uh, I'm, I'm very happy with how, how people have been submitting. If you have anything cool you want to submit, is there anything you guys want to see? What do I want to see? I think um, if I, 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 I would like to see some, like, I don't know, like cool quadcopter stuff. I don't know if that really works, though, for a booth. Because, like, there was mm. this one, um, it was like, it, it, it I think it was like Japanese or something, but it was um, some research lab had created uh, a like a dragon where each like body segment was a drone. So like the whole thing oh. could like, f- like hover and fly and it could like unwind and make shapes with its own body. But the whole thing was made of like drone. Like, How many segments. Arduinos? How many USB cables <laughs> with Arduinos? <there? laughs> the you USB cables are the tendons Ooh. in the dragon. Oh wait, can we have someone bring in uh, one of those like 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 sky drone shows? You know, the ones that like replace fireworks. Who can bring in one of those oh, for free? God, everyone, everyone, bring expensive. your drone. We're gonna oh, do yeah. it ourselves. Everyone yes. bring one drone, and we'll just assign a, a, one a quadrant in the sky. We'll have a grid in the sky, and then everyone will just fly to the <laughs> grid number that they're given. The, uh, if you've had marching entrance. band experience, this is a plus. <laughs> <laughs> we actually, I think we, there is a rule. You can't, uh, like at the actual venue, they're very strict about this. Like you can't fly drones there. What about, but it's oh, like an indoor building. Bus. And I was like, who's going to fly it indoors? And and uh, some of the planners who are on the, like, the team oh, yeah. putting this together, who've worked at Maker Faire in the past, they said, don't, you just, you have no idea what people do. They will just do anything, even if it doesn't make any sense. Oh, okay. Um, I've got an idea. Okay. You can bring a drone. Yeah, but there's also going to be a bunch of people with DIY net guns that. Uh, <laughs> no, you can bring you can bring your drone, but you can only fly it within the stanchioned off area of the giant Tesla coil. Oh yeah. Oh. That's cool. <laughs> uh, actually, um, you think have there been any booth applications for um, like bioengineering? I would love to see some of that stuff. Uh, some um, thought emporium type of stuff, yeah. growing Let's cell see. cultures and Bio. bug cyborgs and that. Is there like what's growing the rule my for, own steak dinner? Yeah, what's the rule for living things in the venue? All right, so I just searched for cell, and this said this. The first thing that it found in the sheet is the butt plugs are connected to a computer or cell phone <laughs> using Bluetooth. 
Okay, wait. What is this? Okay, now, now I want to know. What is this? Look, does your exhibit contain any butt plugs? Yes or no? You've got that is new... that is not bioengineering. That's firmly teledildonics. That's the actual word. Teledildonics. That. Together with a group of friends, we created the infamous chest cheating butt plug that sends chest moves to your to your asshole over Bluetooth using a binary encoding of each move. We built a web app that anyone can use in tandem with a love sense hush two, so that. <laughs> Their chest cheating butt plug fantasy. Uh, the app is available uh, and works with any butt plug that uses the buttplug.oapi.io API. <laughs> Wait, what is this? The buttplug.io API for wireless <laughs> control? Is this real? Is that a thing? Did what they the? make that or is that a thing that you can <laughs> I don't just know. use? The only I'm other looking thing... up buttplug.io. <laughs> right oh, oh my God, there is. I think I read about this before. The only other thing you need is. Uh, Holy it's called, like, it's called like the love, love something. API. It's a whole thing. Butt plug is an open source standards and software project for controlling intimate hardware, including sex toys, yeah. fucking machines, and more. So I, I remember years ago, I have a friend, I don't remember which friend it was, was telling me about somebody he met who like was seriously invested in this kind of Support tech. coming soon for Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons rumble only. How did they spell coming? The regular okay. way. I, I respect like that. That must have taken a lot of self-control. <laughs> um, okay, what were we looking for? I forgot. <laughs> oh, I want to see somebody. There's like this guy on YouTube. A lot of people are making them now, but they're like, you know, a plasma globe. It's oh, like uh, toroidal spinning ones. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like a, a donut in there instead of. Yeah, like, I've the, seen the some branches. of those. Yeah, those. I want to see one of those. Those are life. really cool. Yeah, who's making a toroidal uh, plasma plasma <laughs> globe thing? Yeah, I don't. I'm trying to think like what I would want to see. I feel like that's kind of the point, though. Is just like all these ideas that you've never thought yeah. about, and you just show up, and it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, you just yeah. get to see like all the the wonky ideas that sort of never should have been made. I feel like that's what you know. For me, at least, that's what Maker Fair was. Like, you know, none of it should have been done. None of it was a good <laughs> idea. But that's like that's the entire point. Is like doing the ideas that no one. I want to see good. a really badass induction heater. Like something yeah. crazy. Oh, okay, okay. Hey, we only we have limited electricity. <laughs> <laughs> A also, I think that's ass induction heater. Isn't it like one of the like most dangerous things someone could build? <laughs> no. Well, it depends. <laughs> backwards we want to see a levitating ball of liquid molten iron we want to one of those that like can that's so powerful just holds it there and makes it molten listen they said we we can't nothing no fire that's what they told us no fire in this building so we want to push this to the limit (laughs) (laughs) what is fire yeah how about an exhibit for uh what's the hottest thing i can bring in here that's not on fire <laughs> we should we should figure out why they don't want fire and then bring something in that does exactly what fire does without the fire is it like is it the carbon yeah. monoxide is it the heat is it the smoke like <laughs> i have a i have a smoke generator a carbon monoxide generator and a really hot ball of nickel <laughs> a, 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 fire simulator a mechanical fire simulator (laughs) the only thing it doesn't do is make more of itself but every other aspect of it is is like exactly what fire does (laughs) would we would you would if someone put that in would you accept that that's like i think i would because i'm i think that that to me is uh you know you know yeah the system <laughs> so it's Down like if you system. go in a room it's not like a, it's not a 10 by 10 
you know, table, it's a 10 by 10 room and you have to go in it and you're blindfolded. And they say, are you on fire or is this just a simulated oh. fire? <laughs> fire Turing test. The fire marshal walks in, he immediately yeah. starts panicking and he can't figure out why. Here's a cool one. Uh, he, uh, bring, he made a purely mechanical typewriter from before World War One that has been fully automated with motors and servos and it will take pictures of people and then type out the photo in oh, that's ASCII. Cool. Oh, like a mechanical ASCII art generator, but it's like a picture. Like yeah. it will take a picture a of a photo and then type it on an old keyboard. Oh, that yeah, that's, that's cool. pure Maker Fair. That's yeah. like classic yeah. Maker Fair. That's pretty cool, actually. I definitely would have expected to see something like this there. How many uh, giant, like, walking robots have been submitted? Do we have any, like, spider robot type things? So there's there's a guy, um, is Matt Denton, um, trying to get him to bring his giant hexapod robot. Because he, he built, like, kind of like the Hacksmith one, but he did it years and years and years ago. Um, it's like a giant rideable, it looks like a John Deere tractor. Like, it looks like a uh-huh. piece of heavy machinery you would buy from a... Um, like a manufacturer, but he built it himself, and it, I think it was like yeah. a massive, like year and year and year year long project. Uh, probably started over a decade ago, I think. And he, uh, I, I'm trying to see if he wants to bring bring it. Have um, we? Has anyone talked to ExoSapien yet? ExoSapien technology? No. Um, I They've feel like I've that- seen that thing just like so many times. Yeah, but it's still it's what still is that cool. Thing? It's so still it's, cool. It's, it's Exo... like a it's the exosapien. It's this big exoskeleton, and uh, it's like it's like it doesn't have oh, any okay. brains. So like the rider, the pilot inside, has to control all the movements one to one. Do you so remember the like, one wheel from South Park? Yeah, yes, it's kind of yes. like that. You got to exactly you have, you have a like joystick that. in your mouth, a joystick in your butt. <laughs> well, so your arm and leg movements are the it's the like almost one-to-one movements of what its arms and legs will do. I mean, this so, is like the same thing as the hexapod. I'm looking at it, right? I, th- I actually don't know. It, has, got... it has two more legs. No, but I think that the control, it's the well, control system that's different. So I think the hexapod is, I don't know. I, I know the sapien. What is it? The homo sapien? The mo- exosapien. Morbius. Mor- morbiosapien. Yeah, the mor- morbid time. Morbid time is like, it's like you have... Uh, they call it. Oh shit! What do they call it? Um, uh, Wendell? Is it like Wendell arm? Ugh. Oh, like, for the mechanism of how like the the limbs move. Yeah, where it's one to one control, where you like you have to essentially do all the mixing yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like an RC helicopter with no gyro, or like an RC plane gotcha. that doesn't have any mixing. You kind of have to control everything yeah, yeah. on its own. Like it's a like, like a your, giant your, anime robot. Yeah. Your yeah. your brain is its brain basically. There's not. It, there's no smart like right in between going it needs on. two pilots it would work if they had two pilots like in the <laughs> the movie Rim. by guillermo del toro called pacific Rim. <laughs> the jaggers 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 the jaggers <laughs> so like i i was at a party uh uh that had the exo i guess there's only one i thought there was multiple there's only one but the guy who made it was there and he brought it and he did like um a demo for a few minutes and like when it's like it's like when it's sitting there, you're like, oh, that's neat. It's like you know this big machine, that's cool. But then when he gets in and it starts moving around, 
it like the only way I can describe it was like he kind of walked up to the crowd and like reared up on the legs and came down. And it, oh died. yeah, that's cool. <laughs> it dozens. <laughs> Everyone died. Uh, it I was, wish I was there. It felt like a video game cutscene in real like imagine like a like a scene yeah. you would see in a video game between controlling your protagonist but mm. it was in real life it was bizarre it like and then the boss mode weird. starts yeah then then you have to verse the boss because it's like it's like seeing it in person it's it's visceral it just it makes you feel a bunch of caveman things is it like the it's, basically a di- it's a dinosaur it it's Lionel's? like a moving dinosaur what was breath of the wild what were the big horse people the centaurs Oh, yeah, Lionel's, Lionel's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of like that. That's I feel like yeah. maybe the feeling I'd have where you see one of those and you're like, oh, I'm about to die, and you just yeah, run away. Fighting a Lionel in real life. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure out right now, you know, what kind of big pieces. Um, I mean, it would be cool. I don't know where they are. All I know is that it's, it sometimes can be really hard to get the bigger pieces here right. because it's just just shipping them, like, is a fortune like the instant you have to start you know contracting with a like commercial you know trucking company like someone who's got the license who has the equipment that can carry something that weighs fifteen thousand pounds like mm-hmm. yeah i just it starts to get really expensive and stuff. oh yeah i mean you know how much it costs to move like a pallet across yeah. the country imagine something that takes up the entire truck right. and that needs like an escort the whole way because it's so big or something yeah and so we're trying to like you know, figure out the, I don't know how I, yeah, I'm not supposed to say how much any of this stuff costs. Cause it's like, but it's, it's crazy. Like I have so much respect for anyone who runs events right now because it is, it's insane. It is actually insane how like complicated and expensive everything is. Um, and so we're, we have to be careful. We're like trying to figure out like how we can budget to sort of, you know, get people like transport costs and stuff. So there's like, there's a really cool, um, like steam engine group called kinetic steamworks that we talked to. And they have like a like a just like old 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 refurbished uh, steam engines, and they've had them at Maker Fair in the past. Um, but I think that just they were telling me just getting them across the like the Bay Bridge to get them to the venue, mm. like the the bridge will charge some nominal fee for bringing something big and heavy over. Oh my god! Jeez, wow! Yeah, I don't but know. But then they know. couldn't even run those in the venue, right? Because it like. What yeah, so cold? then they, we, that was another thing is potentially having to put the steam engine on the sides of the pier, which the, you're, we can't have people going on the sides, but we could put stuff there outside maybe with the roll-up doors open, and mm. then the steam could be fed in. Um, oh, okay, okay. Oh, that would be it, cool. Yeah, because they have a printing press and stuff that runs off of the steam as well. I think they, have a, they said they, there's a snow cone machine too that they can run off of the steam power. Whoa. Yeah, yeah that's I cool. That was really cool. Can we get the uh, the 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 guys who dissect the cow eyeballs at the Exploratorium to set up a booth next to the food trucks, <laughs> and then like give away the cow eyeballs? Yeah. Oh, any like cool food exhibits? Smash burger with an egg on it. Are we allowed to do food exhibits? I feel like that requires a yes. license, right? No, yeah. um, <laughs> I don't actually know. <laughs> I know that we can do we can do alcohol, but the whoever serving it needs the license. So the venue doesn't have the license. But we, if we can find a person, so if there's anybody listening to this who has an alcohol license in San Francisco that does mobile alcohol, <laughs> is it just right. San Francisco or like all of California? I, it's probably 
city of San Francisco. Okay. I think that yeah. makes sense. Because I remember. Do you remember Two Bit Circus? I think they're still around. Actually, are they? Wait, what um, is that? that? Sounds really familiar. What is yeah, Two Bit Circus. It's in L.A. It's it's kind of like a um like a uh they call it like a virtual arcade. I think it's like it's like the idea was it's kind of a high tech arcade they've got like vr stuff they've got like like traditional games with sort of higher tech spins on them and one of the things they had was a robot bartender but the problem was legally the only way like the bartender could make the drinks but they had to have a licensed person hand it to you once it was done so the robot could do everything but they still had to pay someone hourly to hand the drinks to people physically because you couldn't have the robot do that because you couldn't you, the, the robot can't have a license so <laughs> so they paid there was a guy whose job was to stand next to the robot and when the robot was done mixing the drink he'd hand it to you <laughs> that's wow. that's that's like the guy who's getting paid to train his replacement almost where it's like he <laughs> yeah. this guy knows that he's like one line in some law a couple years from now it could come at any moment away from a job like why why not why not even let them watch the robot put it down like as long as they're watching who's picking it up why oh yeah i guess i think the 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 physical handing over what if the robot is controlling his arms and he doesn't do anything (laughs) what if he's dead but he still has a license so he's he's totally unconscious but this robot is doing everything wait hold on a second if you die do your licenses die too like do you still refer to as a doctor a doctor is are they still a doctor if they die because if you still call someone a doctor after they're dead, a bartender should still be a bartender after they're dead. Yeah. And therefore, if you roboticize their body, are, that can serve drinks. Are you allowed to practice medicine after you die? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone here listening to this is a specialist in uh, dead doctors. <laughs> in corpse law. Corpse law. You know, I think actually this is like now the second podcast in way too close duration we're talking about dead people you missed the horrible one where we were our poor our poor guest uh aaron hill uh revealed to us that he works he worked on robots that did surgery and the way they test them was with corpses and yeah he really God, he buried the nothing, lead there we had Dude, nothing he, but unprofessional questions for him he <laughs> managed to go most of the time i think without talking about the corpses and he really buried the lead but as soon as the corpses were mentioned it was just like it was go time what an idiot aaron <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh god, I mentioned the corpses. Oh, he no. he knew the instant yep. that came out of his mouth. He knew <laughs> yeah. he messed up. And we, I, I mean, genuinely, I don't think I've been that excited in a long time. Where it was just like, no, yeah, hold on, way. hold on, back up. Tell us more about the corpses. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, he got he he was the one doing this. Well, he was he's an engineer and he was working yeah. on these machines, um, you know, designing them. And well, how do you test a machine like this? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, but like, did he test the machines on the corpses, or was well, it he surgeon? would have to go in potentially, and you know, while they were doing their testing, and oh, yeah, he saw know, a lot of. Didn't he? Didn't he say he, he saw like oh, sixty was, dead? Yeah, people it was or like something? it was a lot. Wow. It was in the like high yeah. tens. It was like it was <laughs> way more than I would have guessed. But the reason is because they go bad after a while, and they have to get new ones, which makes sense. But just you know, that's I, I mean, feel why, like why we, people? That, for that because it's a people robot so he said that they would they, the first tests were on cadavers and once they had like enough data there the next step was living pigs yeah I was so say oh, pigs. we've got a bit of a hierarchy pigs that are alive are more 
it's more ethical more protected they're more protected than people who are dead i guess I know, just a fun fact <laughs> i don't know you try stealing a uh, an alive pig or a dead body and see see which one's, which one's more protected. easier i think oh. that i would get in less trouble for the pig i th- i have that yeah. feeling too um what were we talking about <laughs> uh oh uh robots um oh, oh bartending uh, food licenses yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, food alcohol li- license yeah, yeah. So there's, there's, uh, it, actually, this is, I feel like this is the time to do it. One thing I really, I really, okay, I love food. I know Alan loves food too. Kevin doesn't really eat a whole lot of food. Um, <laughs> that's why he's so skinny. Uh, I, save it, I, save I don't know what your secret food. is, Kevin. You somehow, you eat less and you're somehow less heavy. I don't understand how that works. Yeah, Alan, science can't explain this. Alan eats the most of anybody I know. Alan will just keep eating. It's actually I insane. I love putting things inside of me. It feels so good. I can't stop. <laughs> let me let me tell you about buttplug.io. <laughs> the sponsor of today's video. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I would like to have food things so there's a couple of things i've seen we're gonna reach out to um uh, a cool robot like a 3d printing chocolate robot that i saw recently mm-hmm. on twitter um can't remember the person's name but they did i think they were on a BattleBots team too or mm-hmm. they helped on one of the BattleBots teams um and there's a burger restaurant in san francisco called like create burger or something like that that's mm. like robots that make hamburgers they i they don't look very mobile though so i have a feeling that there's it would be almost impossible to get them to um set something up for for two days but if anyone has any ideas for like food kind well, of ben, machines or weird ben Krasna has that uh the cookie maker right like it, oh, it'll make yeah. each individual cookie like exactly how you want it so that thing's probably like Taken apart, scrapped for parts by, by now. Yeah. That was year. How long ago was that? <laughs> oh god, seven years maybe. I don't know. Yeah. A long time. Yeah, I, I think. Man, I don't know. I, I'm not sure how the food works as well with the uh, without having a license. So you've got to bring feel... enough. You can't sell it. You've got to bring enough for the whole class to eat. Yeah. Unless oh, you're just I like a normal food sense. vendor. Like if it's like if it, if the booth is a machine that makes a food thing and you're just letting people try it but you're not selling the food that seems like it would work how does a how does like a unless vending you want to take work? donations i don't know like if you have like an is it maybe is it prepared food like is scooping ice cream and putting it in a cone preparation you probably still need a food license to do it though hmm. i feel like if it, if it can be undercooked and or like you know harbor bacteria that's probably where you would draw the line so like a machine that sells that like, like it's delivers not a, prepackaged ice cream where like it's got the vacuum that sucks it up and puts it there. Like, like no egg the, salad robots. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> but if someone has any interest in building an egg salad robot and you want to I'd try it. it. I would try it. <laughs> eggs are I mean, mayonnaise is made of eggs and mayonnaise is like stable. Yeah. I don't it's know like, how or why. I don't I don't, well, it's I don't the, think it's the I don't acid. believe it is. No, classic oh, is mayo is just like uh, vinegar or lemon. Well, and oil not once and you open egg. it. No, 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 dude. No I, way. This is a hill that I will die on. Condiments. We baby condiments so much. They were invented in olden times to not go bad. Mayo is among them. You can among leave a jar us. of ma- here. I'm gonna. I have a <laughs> sus, jar of sus, Japanese sus, mayonnaise sus, sus. that has been on this counter since we were in Japan because I brought it back. We're about to watch Alan die. We're about to what watch is it, Alan the, pass the away. I wouldn't. I think that I, I went to go buy QP as soon as we came back from Japan. Yeah, 
Yeah. I I think the condiments Mayo will go bad slower. Big in Japan, and like there are women in Japan who will keep a little thing of mayo in their purses. This is from when we were in Japan. Look, it's almost gone. Okay. It's almost so, empty. I want to make one observation. It looks fine. That You're thing right. is vacuum sealed. That thing it collapses and it lets less air in. There's still that's that's not no, on yeah, purpose. I don't think that's on purpose here. I'm gonna open I, it right now. I bet you that that has a a a actual. <laughs> oh my god! I'm, I'm getting uh, air into it. I'm making it inflated again. Blow look, into look, it. There we go. There wow. we go. Blow in, I think if I blow into it, that's just going to introduce all it. kinds of shit. But not, all right, the... here, fully reinflated jar okay. of Japanese mayo, and this is going to last forever. You know what? Leave I... it there, and we'll see it get bigger and bigger and bigger every <laughs> week. No, <laughs> no, it is shelf stable. Alan Pan's ten thousand year mayo. The pH of this will not allow, and I think unless you you introduce extraordinary circumstances, it's not going to go bad. <laughs> Have you tried saying mean things to it? No, that would do it though. That would make it turn brown and wither. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like the King of Random. Have you so tried long cursing ago. at it? Been, yeah. <laughs> Have you taken that, the Lord's name in vain around it? I will never. I will never get over the rice video. What's the meanest thing you can say to this uh, bottle of mayonnaise right now, guys? Call Here, it a cracker. I'm going to share the headphones with it so it can hear you guys. You are the most rotten, disgusting yeah. white substance that I've ever put in my body. <laughs> what do you um, got, Kevin? I don't know. You would have been an ugly chicken. And you're <laughs> oh! ugly. And you're... <laughs> oh! All right. Now we're going to see if it goes bad. It could either be from the insults or the air, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think... The air definitely doesn't help. It definitely is going to oxidize something, but I I still think that 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 will maybe cause it to go rancid, but it's not going to go bad. If that mm, makes sense, kind of a little funky. Yeah, yeah, but it's not going to fermenting. Like, yeah, I think it'll still be like edible. It just might not taste good, mm. but it won't. I don't think it'll make you sick. Right to a certain extent. I, I am such a big baby when it comes to like food safety. You know, I've had one bad experience when I was like 12 years old. And now With like what? I was in the Bahamas, you know, that that uh, uh, resort, the Atlantis resort. Were you near the Bermuda Triangle? I think. No. Where's the Bahamas? I don't I have that, actually yes, have no idea. I think Where? so. And I think we like, took a cruise there. We stopped there for the night and I had some hamburger in the morning and it was like pink, I guess. But our entire family got like mega food poisoning. Well, that's different. That that yeah, you can no, definitely get that. Like lives in my hamburger. head to this day. It's been like 15 years, and I still think about it every time I eat a burger. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a five dollar wager on any sport. You'll receive one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Actually, do you remember the chicken I, wings that we tried in Japan? The shelf-stable chicken wings? Oh, yeah. Those were yeah, not bad. Those were pretty good. Because <laughs> I was about to say, like, well, that's a burger. Like, I wouldn't keep a burger. Fish. I wouldn't keep like, meat, a chunk of yeah, meat. But the, yeah, but oh, then I was like, the wait pizza? a second. They totally did that. <laughs> you remember the shelf-stable pizza? Which one was that? Oh no, the corn the the remember the oh, hot the corn dog with corn thing. and mayonnaise. That one that one was oh, no, bad for different reasons. Dog, it, it just had a weird flavor. It didn't it just tasted weird. Yeah. It was very they really like mayonnaise over there, which I appreciate. Wow, mayonnaise and corn. Much. Yeah. It's I think in theory that could work, but you might have to build up like a you might have to develop a taste for it. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, if, if if you've got any machines that make shelf stable meats or cornbread, uh, bring bring it, and you probably don't need a license. <laughs> we won't tell the police. <laughs> what, what about how many any, police? Uh, do you think listen to this podcast? There's a ch- absolute chance that there's this gotta be at least at least all the police. This. I bet you all the police yeah, fuck, and they're yeah. keeping notes. I bet I actually my bet FBI agent is definitely watching right now. <laughs> He's he's watching through the window right now. Oh God! Leave a comment if you work for the FBI and you listen to this. Yeah, they're letting they let us off the hook more than they should because they don't want the podcast to end. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. I think I really want to do. You know, we're we're basically setting up the foundation right now to do power wheel racing and power tool racing and combat robotics. So like small scale, like one pound combat robotics. That's three awesome. Um, I, there's been some people asking if there will be combat robotics, and I I want to say yes. Most likely there will be combat robotics. If you want to enter, um, for any of this stuff, follow the open source uh, Twitter or Instagram page for any of these updates because that'll be the easiest way to receive. Uh, information when when these events um, if they are going to be happening and how to enter when they are announced um we need to figure out how everything's going to be laid out though so the the power wheel racing the only problem with that is it's going to consume quite a bit of space mm-hmm. um the power tool racing is going to be pretty lean because it's just we just need to find a wall and then we're going to do like a plexi wall to uh to act as a barrier um don't need that much space for it could you have that all in the same area, but it just kind of like rotates? Yeah, potentially. the The power wheel racing though requires a bit of setup because you've got the track, right? And so we're trying to figure out now, like, can we go outside of the building? Like, can we go along the, you know, the outside of the pier, mm-hmm. which you're not oh, supposed to have cool. attendees on, but you can have ex- like, generators. Think, yeah, generators or the food trucks or stuff. So we might be able to get like a course that's not publicly accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, there's an, an FRC. Um, the 
first FRC, it's FRC, right? The first robotics club. Yeah, first robotics club. Uh, They asked about setting up, but I think the information they gave us as another exhibit was like very large field. And it's like, I don't think we can do that. Uh, There's a part of the exhibit or part of the venue in the back that's really big. First robotics competition. Oh, yeah. Um, We're trying to see if we can get access to use the back portion of the pier, which is for like their kind of industrial area where they load the uh, cruise ships. Yeah, I Um, saw that. There's a lot more space back there. There's a lot more space that we can use for storage, but it can't be used for the venue. But we're trying to see if we can maybe use it for like the track or the power tool racing or if we can put like a stage, like the sort of ass end of a stage into it. Um because we're going to do two stages for panels and, and talks and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to figure that out. So if you if you have any interest in those things, go follow the Twitter account or the Instagram account, and we'll post updates uh, for when that is announced. And I think those are the interactive ones we're going to put together. Hmm. Um, the, what about, like, for, yeah. for, like, boots? Boots? You know, from people signing up, yeah, anything cool man. like that? Okay, let's see. Oh, let's... There's the Smash Brothers booth where you'll be That's able to play Smash Brothers. The Smash Brothers bathroom booth. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I heard somebody say, oh, it, this is cool. It sounds like it's going to be a, an adult like science fair, science museum. Yeah. Like, I, it's... That's, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, science museums are cool because you can go around and touch everything. Yeah. yeah. And they're not going to tell you not to. It'll I really dependent. wish that there was uh, like art museums that operated like science museums where they would like make replicas of the paintings and then just let you touch them. Oh my God. Yeah. I would love that. Actually, that's a really good idea. Well, because you know, like the old, like some of the old oil paintings, especially they're so thick and they're so textured. Yeah. Yeah, Like crusty. And you just want to like get it under your fingernail and chip it off. (laughs) You could totally do a short of like, what does the Mona, what does Mona Lisa feel like? And you just are like, you get a replica of it with oil paint, like pay an artist to do it. Yeah. Just like grab and smush it around. And then they'll just have they put out a new one about every couple of weeks whenever the first one's destroyed. <laughs> that's actually like, a really funny yeah, that's, idea. Well, it's like an art yeah. project, art project. Like I've thought about this where it's like, like why, like the vibe, why is the vibe so different when you go into a science museum versus an art museum? And I think yeah. part of it is that weird kind of decorum where it's like when you go into an art museum, you're expected to like keep your distance and like be respectful. And in a science museum, it's like, oh, I can touch everything. I can do it. It's like, yeah. why yeah. not? Why not do that the, for an art I museum? I feel like the art museum, everything is irreplaceable, right? Like it's just sort of right. old artifacts and stuff. Whereas the science museum, a lot of it was built and could be fixed or rebuilt, right. which honestly is a, is a better vibe because it's kind of less impressed with itself. You know, it's just like, yeah, we did this. Yeah. We could do it again. Where art is kind of, you know, I'm not, not, I don't discredit art at all, but it's just kind of more hoity toity of like, oh, it's very special. Yeah, but I mean, that's why it's like you you have the the original piece and you have it behind a glass case for protesters or whatever, but then right next to it, you have like the artist recreation, like with a team of artists in house, and you can just go wild, hog wild. Yeah. Dude, if you had somebody painting the Mona Lisa every day, they'd get really fast and good at it, I bet. (laughs) Or like, have you heard of the paint, like the paint shops, like the Chinese paint shops where they, they recreate no. paintings and so you can buy like oil paintings. They just do the same no. thing over and over again. Is uh, it I'm like an sure assembly seen... line or is it like they each do one? Uh, I, I don't know. Let's see, like um, uh, paint. Like... I never thought about that, but that makes sense that there would be like a, a place that does that. That's qu- That's pretty cool. Yeah, that actually. does make sense because like I've seen in department stores like something that was obviously handmade to some extent, like a painting. You know, it's like maybe it's it's mostly a print, but then they kind of do put some like texture yeah. on it. 
So here's so a that, BBC that article or hand, video yeah. from seven years ago called China's Giant Oil Painting Copy Shop. So how much do, how much would it cost to get like a texture texture uh, accurate recreation of the Mona Lisa so that we could touch it? <laughs> I with all like the arsenic pigments and everything yeah. like that too. <laughs> so we could eat it. I, yeah, dude, I what think. Is, what oh, does what does the Mona Lisa, Lisa taste, taste like? like? <laughs> I think that you could do this within the budget of making a piece of content. <laughs> like, I don't think it would be crazy expensive. Like, what? Like a thousand dollars? I have no idea. Maybe I mean, not yeah, short. If it, a, if it was a thousand dollars, that could definitely be like a second channel thing. Mm. What does the Mona Lisa taste like? I'm sure there's like an art art student that would do that. <clears throat> My God! <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say anything. We'll let, we'll let the comments roast you. No. <laughs> All right. So there's oh. uh, who, if whoever out there is really good at oil painting, uh, put in a, a and also doesn't value their time at all. Yeah, uh, put in an application for a booth where you recreate a Starry Night and Mona Lisa and all the other famous paintings, and you let people lick them. You don't need a master's degree. You don't need any experience. You just need to not value your time at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only job requirement. I want a taste of Van Gogh. I want to lick that ear. I want to lick Van Gogh. <laughs> Give me that Van Gogh. I want to taste. I want to that give you the flavor. Gussie. No, that don't Gussie. say give that. Me I knew. No. Taste the Van Gussie. Paint Here, you start at Van one Gussie. end. I start at the other. We'll meet in the middle, Alan. <laughs> yes. I knew. I knew. I knew it was going there. <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't make art museums like science museums. Because <laughs> people like us. Yeah. Because all the science people would show up and ruin it. <laughs> So one thing, one thing I'm actually really excited about, and I'm, I'm like actually fairly certain this is going to happen at this point, is I do think we're going to actually have a lot of battle bots there. That's cool. That's like cool. from the can show, we lick them full size. Uh, <laughs> probably, yeah. I bet can you, we drive them? You can. Are you, you going to bring lick, Red Devil? Maybe. I was thinking if I did bring it, um, it would be kind of a sh- it'd be shameful because there's just this robot there that a man bought, and then all these robots <laughs> that these people built. We could do like yeah, little you sh- placards you feel bad, Will. about Shame. each robot and how much time it, it took to build and whatnot. And then the Red Devil just says, This is some moron bought this. Yeah. <laughs> that was, I mean, I think that that alone is a really cool experience because I know for me, you know, I had, I had watched BattleBots when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I was a fan, but there was something about when you had bought Red Devil and I saw it in person when you like showed it to me for the first time in real life. I was like, holy shit mm-hmm. like seeing it on tv is one thing but then like when you have it in front of you, you realize like some of these robots get like flipped 10 feet in the air and it's like wait dude, this this dude, weighs like 200 pounds it's getting worse some of these robots get flipped like 15 to 20 feet in the air it's it's like actually batshit insane it's like seeing these things in person is definitely like a different entirely different experience especially when like like you can like, I don't know if yeah. they'd be allowed to drive them around, but seeing these things move, too. And yeah, I was going to say, like, not energy. just sitting there. Like, if they can move them around a little bit, that's still so even the, completely, we completely different. So we can't move the robot. Well, there's one robot. so <laughs> Just, like, drive it in a circle in, like, a well, 10-foot booth. Uh, uh, it's, give, it's, give out rides on it. Put some little kid on you, it and drive them around. Oh I think, God. are very optimistic about uh, liability, Kevin. Um <laughs> There is That's a robot. There is a robot that I think will maybe be working by the time the event happens. One of my old coworkers. Uh, it's Team Chomp, hmm. and it is a walking robot. So it, it's uh. a pneumatic walking robot that is like a hexapod, uh, and it has a huge AR belt around it, and it has a turret with a pneumatic hammer. 
and it weighs 500 pounds because they gave a double weight uh, limit for walkers. Mm. And that one could move because it's very slow. Mm. The problem with the other ones is they're a little bit too fast. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the cool part about it. Like when you showed <sighs> me how fast part. your if thing they, moves. So I I asked. So we, you know we talked to we talked to the BattleBot you know show show creators, um, and they are. I one of the questions I asked was for them to bring one of the test boxes. So these are the smaller boxes that are like, I think a quarter of the size of the arena or maybe a fifth. Hmm. Um, that they do all the testing in because it's you know it's smaller. It'll it's got the same glass and everything. It'll contain everything, and uh they probably they can't bring a test box it's too much to bring they're already set up in for their vegas show that they're yeah. doing right now if we had a test box we could do it the thing is like they are i they are scary mm-hmm. yeah they're really powerful they're really scary and it just like unless you have a really good containment system having it around this many people is, is what about just like a wooden like you know an eight by eight arena but it just has like you know a foot high of four by four beams and they're like tied together so that's like a foot high of wood four inch thick you know yeah. and then you can just drive it in a circle to, like, i'm not saying I, let the people drive it in a circle but if you they did, could like, like drive it in a circle like maybe like some tennis balls 100 feet up into the air or something yeah uh-huh. i don't know i i feel have you, have you <laughs> We should go. We should go. When we 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 have a we have an open invitation to go. You to were the live you were the safety Vegas. officer. Well, okay. that's what I'm saying. I can't. I'm not going to say anything right now. But I've seen I know. things. <laughs> like I know it's probably not a good idea. <laughs> you know that's a war veteran trauma shit. You're going to have a flashback. I, I, okay, I'll tell you this: the 2.4 gigahertz radios stopped a lot of the things that happened in the old days too that i didn't see with crystals <laughs> you know you ever know radio like an airfield where they have the flags where you used to put your uh, crystal frequency on so that nobody else would take your frequency oh god oh, i didn't really? realize like, that was a thing like you seen that? So they used to have sense. it at balboa park i don't know if it's still there uh but yeah they, there's a there's a um like a flag thing that you put you put a stake or a flag in your frequency and yeah. that lets everybody know that you're using that frequency oh, and so God. they can't when they go to put their oh someone else has this and they use one of their other crystals because it turns out that the they'll they're just all they all will listen to each other <laughs> yeah and so if you've got oh, yeah, something right. doing it used something, to actually be like a module that you would take yep. out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep and so now uh you don't have to worry about that because the 2.4 gigahertz are like all digital and smarter than than the mm. dumb other old radio. Yeah, but this is going to be like a maker hacker event, so maybe it should be hardwired. It's in that yeah, case. <laughs> and you're also going to have uh, a venue that has thousands of people in it, and what's the only frequency everybody knows how to use? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> have we ever talked about the the history of 2.4 gigahertz? I don't. I don't recall. I don't remember. No, I don't think so. Talking about so that. why? Wait, what is what is because any of the frequency bands are doled out by the fcc fcc right, of the fcc allowed in them does not let you use the fcc won't let me be they will not let you be they will not let you use whatever frequency you want if you want to transmit radio waves you're stuck except for 2.4 gigahertz and like 800 something megahertz and then 1200 yes. or 120 megahertz so the reason that it's 2.4 gigahertz and i'm fairly confident is because of microwaves. 
<laughs> oh, really? So microwaves operate, they create radio waves at 2.4 gigahertz. Mm-hmm. And so they essentially created uh, this open field for 2.4 gigahertz because microwaves are so dirty or whatever. Yeah, they're so they toxic. Pollute. It pollutes like not only oh, 2.4 gigahertz, okay. but everything around that. Yes. So that's it's been left open because you couldn't yes. have anything mission critical or important yes. running off there because of microwaves. Anyways. And now everything that's mission critical and important oh. is running on, in the same band <laughs> yes. as a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's easy and you don't need certifications. Yeah. Oh my God, that's awesome. You don't need amateur radio licenses. <laughs> There's still there's still rules and stuff, but it basically is you don't need to get approval for the block. Mm, mm-hmm. You just need to abide by their you know whatever other FCC. Yeah. But then that's BSAs. why everyone ends up there, and then it's it's almost yeah. like God. What what is that? That's like what what's what's sort of like the term for that? It's not the one where it's like you you put the like it's not a perverse incentive with like the cobra breeding. What is that? Where it's like. Like, oh, this this is bad quality, so yeah. we're not going to regulate it. But then everyone ends up doing that because it's not regulated. <laughs> it's unregulated, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I, it'd be like turning your, like, drainage channels into roads. Like, well, it doesn't flood most of the time, so you guys can just use it. And then that turns into your main highways. These, like, <laughs> these, like water drains, these concrete rivers. And they're just like... Oh shit! <laughs> Didn't think when that opens through. the microwave while it's still on, and the, everybody loses cell service. The whole neighborhood's <laughs> Wi-Fi goes down. I feel, dude. I feel like some of this, like two point four defibrillator stops receiving updates. <laughs> my my Ar- my Wi-Fi powered Arduino powered life support system. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think that's kind of crazy. And then how how smart they've gotten, like how intelligent transmission devices have gotten so that you can oh, just yeah. keep cramming crap into the same frequency band mm. yeah it's so what's going to happen is that this uh in the actual event itself there's probably going to be radio problems and wi-fi problems and so we have to figure that out too um, oh no the drone the diy drone show no yeah, <laughs> yeah i know it's gonna be tough we're gonna have to ask everyone to put their phones into airplane mode <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that we can fly the airplanes. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should buy all the seats on a commercial flight and then like everyone turns their phone on and see if we can if it has any effect on the plane at all. Dude, Mythbusters 2.0. <laughs> what if you you like pulse them on and off? You know, you're like airplane mode on, airplane mode off. So Are there it's any like apps that just take over the radio and just broadcast time. noise at at full? <laughs> Full tilt. I guarantee that you couldn't do that. I think an app like that would get shut down by the FCC immediately. What if we wrote it? Uh, <laughs> then I guess that's fine. Because do you think you could fit your Tesla no coil in your carry on? You could. What, like definitely. an on Tesla coil? Like a Tesla coil that's on actively in your carry on? No, not on actively, but on when you turn it on. <laughs> you get 70 watts. Every seat gets 70 watts of power. And if you turn that into pure 70 watts of electromagnetic Static radiation, does the plane come down? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. There's only one way to find out on this episode of Mythbusters 2. <laughs> Mythbusters 2. The thing is, like, the, the, the biggest issue, my guess would be, knowing, I mean, nothing about airplanes, but, like, I know about GPS and the... Like GPS is incredible in how weak the signal is and sort of how like oh, yeah. you can still get usable information out of it. But you have to remember they're like they're geosynchronous satellite orbits and that's where GPS signals are coming from. So 
uh, unfortunately, that means that they're incredibly easy to jam. And so um, there was there was one airport, I think, like a few years ago where they had this issue where like their flight controllers reported these outages at about the same time every working day and they couldn't figure out oh, why. Yeah. And eventually they figured out that it was a guy it's on a his way to it's work and back dude. home who yep. had who bought like a GPS jammer off of eBay that plugged into a cigarette lighter so he couldn't get trekked because he was like crazy. And so every time he drove by the airport twice a day, they were, their their GPS would get knocked out just from that, from a cigarette lighter powered GPS jammer. This yeah. is why the FCC exists. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't it wild? Exactly. This is why buttplug.io exists. It's to, <laughs> because, to absolutely like, ream that guy. Your GPS will still work day. if you're indoors. Yeah, it's incredible. It's a miracle, yeah. and a lot, of, a lot of that I think also has to do with like you know it, the, your your phones these days are going to be using other information than just GPS purely, like like audio signals powered. and the camera, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the white the giant mesh of Wi Fi networks and what you've been asking Amazon and Alexa. You can tell how sweaty um, you are. So I think once you've got like the first thing that goes once you turn on like the first Tesla coil or maybe a couple of them is going to be the GPS signal. I think is going to be the first thing that goes out. That's probably and, a pretty bad thing for an airplane to lose. Yeah, I I Well, if you made them operate in like the the GSM band or whatever like the you know, technically it should be fine, right? Cuz well your your phone is on that same frequency. Mm-hmm. Like a 13 megahertz Tesla coil. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Here's I just what I assume... think. What if you took the output of the Tesla coil and put it right back in the plug next to you? What would happen? <laughs> You'd probably just fry it. Well, hmm. <laughs> you know, I have a feeling a lot of smart people have solved a lot of these problems and you can't. You probably I doubt can't it. Do. Let me let me penetration test Actually, your plane. Actually, yeah. Like, yeah. Give, us a plane. give us an old plane. Wait, so you know, like, like USB Kevin killers? What if you plug that into the charger on the plane? Yeah, I was going to say, because it's How like, far back those, does that blow something up? Like the, the, the laptop killer USB sticks, right? Where it's like they just hammer the ground. And if the ground in your laptop's connected to everything, then it just fucks up your entire laptop. If you took one of those, like, like the idea, and you plugged it into the outlet in your seat, yeah, what does it blow up? Yeah, if you remember, put in like remember the beginning of this episode where we were talking about the, the government, the police <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> they didn't get this far into the podcast, so they're not going to notice. Because it's like because that that power can only be coming from the turbines, right? Like that's what's you're essentially it's like the alternator of your car, right? And that's yeah. that's where you're getting the power from. But then it's like, what else is connected to that? Like, does it have any common ground at all with any I mean, of the like planes the have been struck controls? by lightning and been totally fine? Well, that's a little different, right? I think when the plane gets struck yeah. by lightning, you've got like some kind of Faraday cage effect going on, right? Like with a car. Yeah. But somewhere yeah. there's like a hard there. There is a wire that exists. There's a pathway <laughs> from your seat <laughs> to the pilot's seat. <laughs> And if, and you, if just, you put you, in just the right frequency, you give that baby negative <laughs> five thousand volts AC. Well, that plane's coming down. <laughs> you imagine like like slightly slightly modifying one of those USB killer sticks you can get off eBay for like five bucks, so that you could plug it into an outlet and putting it in a plane and just destroying the entire thing. <laughs> there's there's no way. There's there's those devices for Ethernet ports too. You know, you see like Ethernet ports all around the place. There's like things that will put like ten thousand volts into the Ethernet port. <laughs> you know, the best part of this whole like thought experiment is that you have to be on the goddamn plane for yeah. this to happen. <laughs> well, okay, you 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 board 
you plug it in and it's got uh, on a timer and then you okay. leave the plane for an emergency of some right, oh right. i have to my oh I'm i having, shit my pants i shit my pants yeah. go leave without me <laughs> <laughs> or you, you set it for two for hours the but then it gets flight. delayed on the tarmac for <laughs> three hours <laughs> Oh my God! We are definitely the FBI is coming. We are all next there's, episode. Dude, we're getting a black bag put over our heads. No, there's I no guarantee way. you. The, yeah, no... I think the real answer is that anything like passenger side and anything in the cabin is completely like, isolated. Completely isolated. Yeah. systems. I think that's the real answer. Yeah, but you you could end up probably frying someone else's laptop on the flight that's plugged in. That's that's yeah. adjacent. To yours. Yeah, you might destroy the whole entertainment system, but like, yeah. there is there is no way that there is any like electrical path that could make its way to like critical components yeah because then otherwise it's like in the seats if like you you you, like if you had if you had something plugged in then you like spilled a drink on it imagine like that like brings the plane down right i think they'd have to be i like how we're super confident but how are they there's an engineer at boeing there's like just sweat (laughs) pouring down his face right now like oh shit bro (laughs) they're isolated just by like a transformer right well transform transformer this 5,000 volts on the yeah, ground, exactly. on your ground. <laughs> huh, interesting, interesting. Anyways, if anybody, so I, if I any airlines are listening to this and they have a plane they don't want anymore, <laughs> if it, it does be... work, we won't publish our findings <laughs> and we'll delete this episode. <laughs> Yeah, but the, you realize that anyone listening to this episode will then know exactly what it means when this episode gets deleted. Like, that's a, a, as much of a signal as... Oh, you're right. Up. It's like the canary. Yeah. <laughs> mm. If this episode gets deleted, the FBI then, came to yeah, talk to me again. Yeah, then you'll know why. You'll if know this, exactly why. If this episode stays up, then you, you, you'll, you'll forever be in a state of limbo. Schrodinger's, <laughs> Scrotum's airplane high-voltage attack. <laughs> Well, that was a very fun hypothetical thought experiment. <laughs> yeah, very hypothetical for educational purposes only. You know, the more I think about this stuff, the more I realize that, like, I'm not sure how much the TSA actually does because if there was somebody Nothing. that was really motivated, like, there's a lot of stuff you could sneak past them. They'd have no idea what was going the, on. The TSA does absolutely nothing. And with the, the, because I, I looked this up for a video. What was it? It was like the budget, the annual no, budget. No, I looked t- it up. Yeah. Well, because I had a video about it. And so then you looked it up and told no, me. No. I mean, I did or tell did, you. Yeah, it was my I theoretical. Too. I did too. I definitely was, looked like, all this how, stuff up. Remember, and I have would, a good would, alibi. Rather, would you rather have a fund for, like, seven billion dollars a year if people died in planes you just give that money to those people no but so mine mine's a little different it's oh. how many times could you rebuild the world trade center for the TSA's yeah, budget it, it was and it's like, like twice like every it. year you could build two world yeah. trade centers yeah they cost like three billion dollars they spend like <laughs> seven or eight billion dollars yeah, a year yeah yeah what and the line still takes 40 we could have so many LAX towers at, by now yeah, yeah. we could uh, like forget twin towers we could have yeah. like oct- octo genetic yeah. towers now <laughs> we literally every year could build a tower and do like a giant bonfire celebration where we collapse the tower yeah, in yeah it's like a, it's like burning man but it's yeah, tower 
we decide to memorialize the Twin Towers by rebuilding them and <laughs> burning them every year. Do you remember that uh, there was a video a couple years back of like a parade and someone made like a float of the Twin Towers and they like a, no. f- a smoke machine in it? Oh, it was, yes. It was really yes. bad. I saw that. And you're sitting there looking at that and you're like, is this like in memorium or is this like what? It's sort of just, it's one of those oh, things. Was that like where, in France or something? Or? I it was like in Texas. It was somewhere oh, here God. where everyone I, was just like, dude, what? I there's a Venn diagram. Oh, you're right. Of, like, I remember that now. Conservatism yep. and autism, where I totally believe somebody <laughs> would think that was a good idea and be really into building it. Like the idea, yeah. yeah. That's it's like the train. It's like train people. It's like the idea is in their head and they can't get it out. I said, dude, we were recording for the second channel last week, and I said I described this whole convention as like, like I don't know how I got here, but it's sort of it's like it's like a mental illness, right? Like I don't even want to do it. I just want to see it through. Mm-hmm. And then we got back. Um, and Hannah, who who is running Cat Warehouse, we're working on this big like desk mat cover, like um, you know, like the decorative mouse pads, like the full desk size ones, and uh, yeah, like that. And the art, which was just sketched out, I was like, I kind of like it just as like a like a sketch, like it looks better sketched out than I'm than fully fleshing it out. And she's like, she's like, I just want to see it. I just want to see it through. <laughs> that was like, oh my god! <laughs> it's a mental illness. It's not about actually accomplishing anything. You just get an idea and you want to see it like, brought to look, life. I, I'm just as offended by this parade float as you all are, but I had to. <laughs> it's like I would if I didn't get I, it out I of my head. I feel like it'll be better once I complete it. I feel like it'll be better. Just, just wait till it's done. <laughs> what if I, what if I made actual, what if I made smoke come out of it? <laughs> You guys go through that every time you make a video too. You're like, listen, trust me. In the end, it's going to be worth it. It's like the sunk cost fallacy yeah. for the entire video. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that was my last video a little bit for sure because I, I just the jump boot thing was like I just wanted to make jump boots, and at a certain point, I was like, this might not actually be a good video idea. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't care. I'm just gonna make the boots. Yeah, I mean, because now guess what? I've got the boots. Like, video did it's whatever, like Arby's. They've got, got the, the meats. Boots. Alan's yeah. got the boots. I've got the boots. <laughs> I smell a collab in the making. What do you What do you think about cotton candy gun? That's what I'm working on. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, cotton candy gun. Not as good as regular yeah. gun, but it is a really good idea. So it's like a gun that just shoots a stream of cotton candy. Oh sure, yeah. Do you Call think it the cool. blasting blasting rope? Hey, oh, that could be a Maker Fair thing, or uh, uh, I'm sorry, well, open sauce. <gasps> But how much how much money did we save by not using the word Maker Fair in the title? Because it's definitely something. Are we including lawyer fees and trademark uh, infringements? God, lawyer fees. Well, because they license it out, don't they? Like if they you do have a oh, do they? you have to pay them money to have the word Maker Fair. In yes, it. that's the only reason any of them still exist is that they are kind of like little franchises almost. Mm-hmm. They're not run by the official organization. I don't really know. I don't. I, nobody. I, nobody knows what they're actually really doing. But um, yeah, if you guys. Uh, this is the first time you've heard about the event. We're doing an event in July, fifteenth uh, and sixteenth. It's called Open Sauce. You can go to the website right now, OpenSauce.live. There will be a description link, and uh, tickets are on sale. I think we still have early bird tickets. We made a we made a bunch of early bird tickets. So uh, we've got general admission early birds, and then we've got a premium ticket. You get more access. We'll do some like kind of creator roundtables, um, and you can pick which creator you want. And you get to talk to them for like an hour with a small group of people. Something that uh, we did at VidCon that was always fun. And then there's a VIP pass, which gets you into the uh, private party Friday night. So Friday night is a preview night uh, for the creators. Because it's going to be pretty crazy weekend of. And I think that it would, you know, we're going to do something that lets us kind of see the venue. Yeah. Um, without the chaos. 
and yeah. we're doing a private party as well. And the VIP ticket gets you into that. It's pretty expensive, but you're really helping to support this whole event and make it happen because yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, we, we, you know, we we're budgeting and even all the tickets, if we sell all the tickets, this still doesn't pay for the event. So we, it's a combination of tickets plus sponsors. So if you're interested in, in something more in depth and cool, it'll be a, probably, I don't know. I would say a once in a lifetime experience. Um, I would, cause you know, you're going to be looking. broke after this. You can't do it again. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> broke well, or dead. Yeah. Either way. It's once. Well, you should, the credit card has smoke coming out of it right now. Um, <laughs> the most money i've ever spent on a credit card <laughs> there's a bug i've been looking at it for the uh so yeah check out opensauce.live if there's something you want to exhibit if you've got something cool if you've got any ideas if you have um, something interactive if you have a fuser i want to touch it if you have yeah yeah anything high voltage kevin loves wanna, to touch high voltage. Yeah, if you got a van gussie i want to lick it if you got a van yes. gussie i'm gonna eat it he's gonna van gobble it he's gonna van gobble your van gussie and gremlin. You, on on the website opensauce.live there's the exhibition form if you have a company or business and you want to have an expo booth to um you know show off your product or whatnot we have that's uh, we have paid expo booths as well if you are a individual or open source project or you know just just like kind of casual maker those booths are free but you have to apply we have to go through them we approve you um completely free yeah, you get tickets to the event included as well for whoever is running your booth within reason. Um, so yeah, do that. Let us know if you have any ideas or or whatever. And uh, actually, we're looking for um, anyone who's sort of in the PCB and board assembly world who who works for a company that would be interested in sponsoring something. We're going to do a PCB badge. I don't want to give too many details out because it's going to be a very cool project. But we're looking for sponsors to help cover the cost of the PCB badge for the event. So um, all the branding of the sponsors will be on the front of the badge. Every single attendee will have one. If none of this pans out, you're just going to get a general QR code in in your email for your for your ticket. And so we're trying to make it more exciting <laughs> than a QR code. <laughs> Everyone we've been talking to is like, you should just do the QR code. The badge is going to be too complicated. And we're like, oh, oh no. Well, also, look, the while we've been talking, the mayonnaise oh. settled to the bottom because of all the room. It's it's kind of crazy. It looks like it's gotten a little puffier, Alan. Yeah, it no, does. it's no. Is that a naked baby? Wait, what the hell's on the cover? What's it's, the art? It's Cupy. Cupy mayonnaise. Yeah. He's, got, he's got right on the crotch, there's a little white Oh, spot. yeah, look at that. And it is a yeah. naked baby. It's a naked baby with a blotch of white. That's horrific. <laughs> Could you... <laughs> do we shake it up blur that or i think we have no. to blur that yeah i think blurring it is a worse implication than not blurring it <laughs> i think blurring it means it made you feel something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right we're gonna record an extra two do <laughs> you have time kevin yeah i've got time yeah, all right so thank you to everybody on patreon look at this all the exciting ads at the end you know what we're not even mm. bad chelsea tells me about the podcast she listens to that'll have like six minutes of ads when we get there <laughs> then you can then you guys can complain yeah. uh, if you want to support us on patreon it's the only thing that lets this podcast run because the ads <laughs> don't pay look, for I'm any gonna, of this. i'm gonna look i'm gonna grab a name here i'm gonna put it in the jar Ooh, of mayonnaise yes. and let that ripen yeah i'm gonna let this it'll, one ripen. it'll stay perfectly fresh because mayonnaise is indestructible i it's Dude, it's pretty acidic. <laughs> yeah, I like mayo. I think mayo. I like mayo in in the right quantity. Too much mayo is is. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a name. 
Among Us. <laughs> and I'm going to drop it in my Among Us coin bank. Among Us. Among Us. <laughs> right there. No, no. This is the Among Us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, the name's going to fall out. Stay. Good boy. Um, I'm going to take this name. Whoever. And I'm going to plug it into the USB outlet on the, <laughs> below the airplane seat I'm sitting on right now. And the screen's going to fill up with lightning when I do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to support us on Patreon, you get access to the Discord server where you can ask us questions. We do a lot of Q&A where you guys ask really good questions. They're always really good. Um, and uh, we send Polaroids out every few months, too, for the, uh, the top tier. And if... Uh, what else do you get? You get the extras. You get access to the long version early, of early the Mind specials. video. Yeah, you get early access to the specials. You get the long version of the specials, like the Mind video. I think it's like 45 minutes long or maybe longer. Uh, we just posted the 15-minute version. So if you want the full-length one, that's on Patreon as well. And Oh, you um, also get... Did you say you, you get money off of merch? Yes. And, oh, yeah. No, tickets. I didn't say that. Yeah. You get 15% off, I think. I don't know. I think... Yeah. Why don't and you try it? Try it. it. Buy some stuff and let us know what your discount is. <laughs> I think we do fifteen percent, and you, you get early access. So we last time we did the shirts, they sold out pretty quickly. So we're going to do more. I think they might be on the website now. If you want to buy merch, safety third. Let me double check the URL. Safety third. Let us know how much you've saved in the comments. <laughs> safety third shop. We got uh, the dumpster fire T-shirt, the epic sticker pack with my favorite open hole sticker. We got a really cool pin and the Mister Hamburger tee, which was made. Uh, it was drawn in Japan and then took many months to make into an actual t-shirt. But thank you guys for supporting the podcast. And we will see all the Patreon supporters over on Patreon for the extra that we record. See you, gamers. Right now. Right now. now. Here it comes. Right, stop recording.